Pondering the Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to this inaugural episode of Pondering the Bible, uh, a deeper dive into the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins, just a local nerd here working with uh, my ever-present and friend, Rocky Ellison. Say hi, Rocky. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first uh, attempt at this. How this came about uh, was we used to have a, uh, a Bible study weekly here at Ponder UMC, which is where we're, ba- we're based right here in the big metropolis of Ponder, Texas, where the Ponder United Methodist Church. Uh, once COVID hit, all that kind of got knocked out of the world like everybody else got really knocked did. out. It really did. <clears throat> so... Uh, we haven't been doing it for a while, and with COVID still kind of lingering around these days, we thought maybe we can turn it into a podcast. And and kind of how we do this, how how we did the Bible study was, I know that you uh, do a lot of research, Rocky, into uh, what you're going to preach every Sunday. And since and I've you know researched as well, and I know that there's a lot of information you gather to uh, come up with you know a 15, 20 minute sermon. You've got an hour, two hours worth of materials, and you can't get to that in a normal Sunday afternoon. So, um, kind of what we decided, what we thought at one point was, well, why don't we just kind of deliver that as a deeper dive Bible study? Exactly. Um, Monday is my favorite day of the week. I have my sermons plotted out for two to three months at a whack because I always go through an entire book of the Bible. So uh, I don't leave anything out. And so as we as I break that down into weekly segments, I know what the next two or three months look like. And Monday is my favorite day because on Mondays, I get to do nothing but research for the coming Sunday's sermon. And so I will spend uh, eight to 10 hours in the office uh, working through commentaries, a variety of translations of the Bible, uh, and then through uh, another library that's available to me, uh, I'll go through master's and doctoral theses on the specific scriptures that we're going to be working on that week. And I love the uh, the study of it all. Problem is, by the time I get done with that, I've got, like you were saying, a couple of hours worth of notes uh, and you can't preach for two hours <laughs> in a Methodist church. It just doesn't work. And so I would boil it down to the essentials for a 15 to 20-minute sermon, but I was left with all of this really good stuff. Uh, and so we started bringing that into the Wednesday night Bible study where we could take an hour and a half to really delve into some of the nuances of the scriptures. Some of the background history. Uh, what other things do you like to dig into? Uh, yeah, you know there are there are two loves in particular um, that I personally have when I when I do uh, an exegesis of a scripture. And my first is history. I'm a huge fan of history. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, are written and, and occur and take place during really historically active and volatile times. The Old Testament covers the rise and fall uh, of Egypt and Assyria and Babylon and Persia. And what's going on in those countries militarily, politically, and economically 
finds its way into the pages of our Old Testament. Uh, in the New Testament, Rome is the world's superpower. Uh, but literally, what is decided in Rome finds its way into the streets of Jerusalem and has a direct impact on the lives of Jesus, his apostles, and, and the early Christian church. So, I, I love that aspect. I also love that uh, the customs and traditions, which are referenced in the Bible frequently from the perspective that you know what we're talking about. When we're doing a, a Passover week dinner, you know what that involves, or, or some of the uh, ceremonies that are taking place in the Holy Temple, surely you know what's involved in that. The writers kind of assumed that we knew that. Well, for you and I, we don't. And, and so I love digging into the customs and traditions uh, of, of the events and the ceremonies that take place in the Old and New Testaments. Uh, the other real passion I have uh, when it comes to Scripture, exegesis, uh, are words. The Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek languages have some absolutely fascinating words, nuances, and, and ideologies that are contained. Um, the problem is translating to English. Um, uh, all translations uh, are, are at a little disadvantage because you have to take a thought in another language and translate it to a single word in English, and that can be a problem. Um, one of the examples that, that most of the listeners are probably are already aware of, uh, the word love. In English, we have one word for love. In Greek, there are seven different words for love. And this plays out in, in Scripture. Uh, there's this great scene after the resurrection. Jesus is walking on the Sea of Galilee. He's got Peter walking next to him. Uh, the rest of the apostles are trailing along behind, having their own discussion, uh, except maybe for the apostle John. It sounds like John is sort of trying to get up there with Jesus and Peter and eavesdrop on this conversation. But as Jesus and Peter converse, Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. Uh, and in English, that communicates. But when we look at the Greek, we find that they were using different words for love. And so what's being asked and what's being answered aren't necessarily the same. And so that has an impact as we, as we dig into those words. That has an impact on our understanding of that really critical conversation. Uh, another one of the, the words that I love, um, the Apostle Paul, when he's talking about uh, before we were kicked out of Eden or when we eventually get to heaven, he loves to talk about this world is a shadow of what once was and what will be again. Uh, and the word that he uses for shadow is skia. Uh, and a skia was the first draft of a painting that a painter would uh, would make. And he'd use charcoal on, on the cheapest paper kind possible. Of like, kind of like a rough draft. It is. Or That's a stencil, it, it, an outline. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so he would, you know, he'd like, I want a person here. I want a bowl of fruit over there. I want, you know, uh, a pitcher of water over here. And he would he would sketch out what the, the painting was going to be. And when he got done, you could look at it and you, you could tell what it's supposed to be. But it didn't have the color. It didn't have the texture. It didn't have the full breadth of the completed artwork. Uh, and, and so when, when, Paul, when we translate it and say, yeah, this world is a shadow of, of what heaven will be like, 
I think it's so much deeper to go, no, this is the rough draft first edition black and white pencil sketch of what's going to be a wall-sized mural with color and texture and 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 all of the beauty that that brings in. And, and it, I think that communicates more when you know what the word means. Kind of brings it more to life, yeah. It, it does for me. It's and a so deeper meeting. Those are two of the things that I'm going to be um, pushing on each week when we get together is historically what was going on, what are the customs and traditions that were historical at the time, and is there one or more words that we really need to take a deeper look into? Very cool. Um, so just quickly, can you give me some of your educational background? Um, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I have a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering uh, from the United States Air Force Academy um, because a hard science degree from a military school is the obvious gateway into ministry. <laughs> I've seen it a hundred times, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's the natural flow. That's, that's what everybody right. does. <laughs> uh, so I started out in, in electrical engineering with the Air Force. Um, and then I, uh, I went on uh, in, in later years to get a Master's of Divinity uh, from Canterbury Christ Church University in London, uh, and then finally a Doctorate of Ministry from uh, the Trinity uh, uh, Evangelical School of, of Theology in uh, Newburgh, Indiana. Very good. Um, so here in Ponder UMC, Ponder United Methodist Church, um, we use a translation of the Bible that may not be what everybody else uses. What what translation do we use and, and why do you prefer it? For- yeah. I have um, – several years ago, I transitioned our church into the New Living uh, Testament, the NLT. Uh, and, and I made that, that change for a couple of different reasons. Uh, it's, a, it's a contemporary language translation, which I like. Uh, we – King James – King James is beautiful at Christmas time, yes, and it's beautiful on Easter Sunday. But the rest of the year, King James doesn't communicate the way we do, and and so I wanted something that's more contemporary language. Um, and a lot of people that like contemporary language like the New International Version (NIV). Uh, and the only problem there uh, for us is that Methodists are not Calvinist; we are Armenian. Uh, and NLT is an Arminian translation where the New International Version is a Calvinist transition. So it it communicates better to our systematic theology, our understanding of how God works. Okay. Um, and so as we kind of mentioned early on, um, we'll be hopefully doing this podcast weekly and how we're going to align it. Um, like you said, you research Monday, you prep your sermon all through the week. At some point during that week, you and I will sit down and discuss all the research you've done, kind of lay out the bigger picture of, of what you've discovered through that section of the Bible. You'll preach it on Sunday, and then we'll release this podcast after the sermon, which was kind of our original idea. But that way you can go and listen to the sermon, and then later on listen to the longer, more detailed version uh, from this podcast. And so that's how I see this playing out. How about you? Sure. Um, normally you would expect the sermon to be the culmination, but in this case, the sermon on Sunday will actually be sort of a preview of what the podcast or it's a summary is, is yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the sermon is the summary of everything you learned. Yeah, and and you like to go through the Bible, um, unlike a lot of people. Um, you don't preach from the lectionary, right? The liturgical denominations 
all have a, a device called the lectionary, which gives you four different scriptures to pick from every Sunday. One from the Old Testament, one from the Psalms, uh, one from a gospel, and one from an epistle. Uh, and pastors are sort of encouraged to, to follow that flow. It gets them through the liturgical calendar, the church year on schedule. Uh, the problem I have with that is that the lectionary doesn't do every verse in a book. It picks and chooses. And so themes and ideas can be lost from week to week if you're jumping around a book. And the other problem is the lectionary tends to skip verses which are either controversial uh, or... Uh, Less than happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Verses that, that uh, could be filled with conflict or, or maybe upsetting to uh, people's personal theology. The lectionary tends to jump over those, let's not deal with that, let's go on to, to easier stuff. And I think th some of those verses are really critical if we're going to have a faith that's true and devoted, that's a, an intelligent and mature faith. We got to accept all of it, even the verses that are hard. And in fact, sometimes those end up being the best ones. And so you're you tend to take an entire book of the Bible, whether right. it be I don't care Matthew or you know take the entire epistle or the entire uh, book and go through it week by week. So sometimes we'll be you know two to three, maybe four weeks into a book. Um, but we'll go through the whole thing, and for the shorter books and the longer books, you know, it just varies. So there, it won't be like you know four weeks in the book of Luke. It might be eight weeks in the book of Luke and one day in the book of Third John. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> if there's even that much in Third John. But uh, and, and in fact, uh, when you get to a book that is super deep and super meaningful, like the book of Romans, even that, I don't take on the entire book in one in one bite. I, I'll do a little bit one year, a little bit the next year, and a little bit in the third year because it takes you almost a year to get through Romans if you're going to do it really well. Uh, and I can't do that to a church. <laughs> yeah. We're going through uh, Lamentations now, and, and I can already sense it in the, in, the, in the crowd that they're tired of Lamentations. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the Bible is not all happy, you know, no, it's Rainbows not. It, and unicorns. It's, it's taken us 10 weeks to get through uh, Lamentations, five chapters in Lamentations. Uh, but I've personally found an awful lot there that has to do with the same feelings and emotions that people are, are going through right now as they're locked behind their the doors of their homes, set away from friends and family because of COVID and this isolation uh, that, that we're all going through right now. I found a lot of that in Lamentations. So it wasn't a book of happiness that, that to share with, with others, but I think it ended up being really valuable for this particular time. Excellent. So where do you think we will start starting uh, in the next week when we come out with our first episode? My plan is to uh, jump down to something uh, very different from Lamentations. So beginning next week, uh, I want to go into First Peter, uh, the first uh, epistle from the Apostle Peter. Okay. Is there anything else you want to – I'm out of prompts now, so <laughs> is there anything else you want to add? I can add, you know, whatever we need to add it out. But Hey, um, this is the first time we've tried something like this, and so we are more than open to feedback. If, uh, if people want to uh, listen to this and then give us some thoughts on what they liked, what they didn't like, 
uh, why they're going to listen to the next episode or why it was one and done, I would really be interested in, in knowing so that we can improve uh, our product as time goes by. Uh, so I encourage people to email me at pondermethodist, P-O-N-D-E-R-M-E-T-H-O-D-I-S-T at gmail. Uh, and let me know. If you listened to the podcast and you've, you've got some thoughts, I would love to hear them. I agree. And I will put that address in our um, our website URL and where you can watch the, uh, replay, watch the replay of our casual service and listen to the replay of the sermon uh, from our website. I'll put that in every week's show notes as well so that's easy to find. Perfect. I hope people will give us some feedback. I look forward to that too because, heck, I don't know how to do it either. So <laughs> I can push the button and make it record, but after that, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what people think and how they want it to go. Uh, I look forward to it. Um, one question I still have, and I don't know, I'm hoping that as we go along, the readers will, or the listeners, I guess, will um, let us know, should we read the verses under discussion as part of the podcast or not? That's still an open question to me. Yeah. I, so. I kind of think we need to, especially if I'm going to pick a word out of a verse to, to accentuate. Um, I use eight to ten different translations of the Bible when I, when I go through a, a set of scriptures. Um, and so each week, uh, rather than just reading it from the NLT, I'd like to read from the one that I found the most valuable okay. for that particular week. Interesting idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, at least that's my thought right yeah, now. Yeah, let's start that way. And again, based on feedback and or whatever, you know, it's just not working. We can try something else. I'm all, I'm all good with that. So uh, with that, um, from big bus blustering downtown Ponder UMC, this is Ken <laughs> and Rocky signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You can find us at www.ponderumc.org. There, you can watch the live stream of our casual service, listen to replays of this and past sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.